You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? So it's already an aftermarket. Dude, if I was you, I'd, I'd try to get an itemized and see what they're charging for a rebuild. Because anymore, you can get those Holly snipers, put fuel injection on it for about the cost of a rebuild. Fuck. Well, uh, I'm putting I'm putting fuelie on my Buick, and I never I said I never would, but it's that cheap. Yeah, I'll have to see if I can kind of intervene, but it's really it's thirty five hundred bucks. I don't really want to spend because I would like to have money for a house, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I think that would be worth having in a running condition for when it's they like, skyrocket in the next couple of years because the new one's so good. Yeah, you just, plus you you need that mode of transportation to enable the rest of what you're doing, don't you? No, no, this is, yeah, it's a second ride. Oh, well, then, yeah, still, it's an investment. Yeah, it is, but the problem is I have nowhere to fucking put it. Hmm. Dude, it's a Bronco. Park that cocksucker on the street. <laughs> it doesn't, it hasn't had plates, like, in years. It's just been at my in my grandma's garage where it didn't need plates or anything like that. It's titled to you, right? Uh, I believe so. It might still be titled, because it was a hand-me-down car, so it might still be t- titled to my parents. Even, even, yeah, but even with the state titles, it's not like you're going to have to bond it or anything. You can put plates on that. If nobody sold it to you and nobody's filled it out, your parents can say they sold it to you for a dollar and your fucking registration fees will be seven cents. Hmm. Might just have to do that. I've done pretty shady shit with car titles before. Well, yeah, you don't I'm have sure. to list it. Yeah, you don't have to list yeah. it all. You and no. I will have to talk about some shady shit that I can do. Although we are but, recording currently. I, oh, look, I mean, perfectly <laughs> legal things we can do. Oh, I don't care. They can they can come after me all they want. <laughs> it is perfectly legal. It's just shady as fuck. But uh, the other thing is, man, is right now a $3,500 car today was a $500 car before the fucking pandemic. Mm. Yeah, inventory is bad but, and getting worse. It's so. And it's going to be another 18 months to 24 months before all the manufacturers are caught up. So having that car in good running condition as a collector's vehicle, you might be able to flip that for a down payment on a house. Not a huge one, but you might be able to get 25 grand out of that fucking thing if it's running nice, man. Cars yeah, are yeah. cooked. Cars have gone bananas. Hassan just paid $45,000 fucking dollars for a used Jeep. Fuck. Yeah, and already wants out of it and was like, what do I do? And I was like, dude, you're bone now. You, you need to, you gotta, you, you gotta drive that thing till it fucking levels out because he'll be upside down for the rest of his life. At that price. Hi. I literally just finished all of the new gemstones. So, so I'm like, it's I'm super fresh. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got Jake. a few series. What? what so let me know when you are jumping into that because I just finished it. I still haven't watched oh, yeah. it. I'm all <laughs> caught up. Damn! All right, you haven't watched it yet. Well, fuck. No, don't worry Man. about me. Okay, yeah, you guys are cool with spoilers and stuff, right? I'm, yeah, I made yeah. these choices. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know where, what, what were y'all on? Well, we were, we haven't even really like officially started. We're just trying to do like preamble. We're doing our, oh, our car talk part of the show. Okay. Where Jake <laughs> drops down knowledge about cars. And uh, we, we were talking specifically about inventory. Do you have a car, Piper? I don't have a car, but I'm about to get one. 
Oh, oh kind. Always so that's very that's pertinent right. to our conversation. Yeah, it's the worst time in the history of automobiles to buy a car. <laughs> is it? And why is that? Used because of, because of the both because of the panda. It's actually not that bad new, but as long as you don't care, pandas? as long as you don't care what you get. No, the pandemic they shut down Fucking all the manufacturing pandas. facilities that make all the chips. So there's a new car shortage, and because of that, there's a used car shortage. Oh right, and you, you, used used cars are going for approximately three and a half to twelve and a half times their ideal price. <laughs> Okay, so I'll just keep uh, not driving then. Got it. Should be over in a year and a half to two years. Yeah, just hold out a little longer. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've got this thing, and in about two years, my record will be clean. So that would be the ideal time for me to buy a car. Yeah. It's it's really really fucking bad right now. Yeah. All right. Well. Good. And All there's right. and you don't want to spend three grand on something that's realistically worth seven hundred. That's not worth it. No. No, I don't. No. Uh. Uh-uh. You'll be fucked like people that bought houses in two thousand and six. It's the pandemic. You don't want to do all that. Angeli. Well, it's fine. I'm not leaving my house very often these days anyway. So. You know what, though, Piper? Really what it comes down to is when you find the vehicle you want and you and you see if it's what you're willing to spend. Yeah. Then it's all good. And uh, you you can still find deals. They'll just go much faster. So if you're on if you're creeping Craigslist every morning, you know, not everybody knows what I just said. So people that aren't paying attention will list their car at fifteen hundred bucks. That's a fifteen hundred dollar car. You just gotta be willing. You just gotta be willing to like call them and go get it. Like uh, right then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have the money like on the trigger. I just don't I don't know. I don't I don't know when to pull the trigger. Don't buy a Subaru. Or if you do buy an older one. Well, just something, yeah, just something that's going to last a long time. And I know their, tra- that- their transmissions are bricks, though. Ever since they went to those CVTs, their trainings are only good for about 50,000, 60,000 miles before they need major wow. service. Mm, well, damn. Okay. What are you looking yeah, at? That their transmissions do blow out. Yeah, and it's fucking expensive because they're boxer Guys, motors. I, okay, so I have a very bunch of opinions about specifically Cobra Kai, the Righteous Gemstones, <laughs> and the fact that they made a new How I Met Your Father show. So, yeah, hell yeah, let's talk. All right, well, we talk you- about it. I'm just letting you know what is on my mind for like when we get into it. So like, yeah. So we changed things up a little bit, Piper. We're in it. I okay. So I just (laughs) did. I just watched all of Cobra Kai like at once, like a few days ago. So I'm like, like all the seasons, all of it, every single one. Yeah. And then I rewatched the episodes of How I Met Your Mother, where Billy Zapka was on the show, and Barney Stinson, Neil Patrick Harris, basically theorized the entire premise for what we now know as Cobra Kai. Yeah, after that episode, it became a giant movement online. Yes, and I then, did. Yeah. And then I supported the, it. I always thought yeah. Daniel was kind of a jerk. Yeah. I also think that Daniel kind of saw everyone should now, but I think Matt might be my only friend who's weird enough to have thought it before it was pointed out to all of us. And I also, (laughs) guys, I rewatched all of the Karate Kid movies twice in a row after I finished Cobra Kai. So I also have the Karate Kid info on my brain. And I still think it was kind of just like, I don't know, lame. Like the whole (laughs) second one in Okinawa was super boring and Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Piper, I was just about to say that might be my favorite of the franchise. 
Yeah. Oh, shit. I love the second one. Like they don't really do karate that much. Uh, Even the fight scene, they're kind of just using knives. And speaking stuff. of two movies, used to be slow. Used to it be did. Slow. No, that's the thing. It did used to be like. So this is a generational movies. thing, is what you're saying. It's a generational so. thing. Yeah, like. All right. People, it's like when people say that SNL was better in the 70s. I'm like, yeah, because you, a 24 year old, think that 70s humor isn't slow and drags on and doesn't relate to our generation at all. Sure. I, I want to tell yeah, you. Yeah, the this future is now, old man. <laughs> I mean, I okay, I've rewatched like all of the incarnations of SNL. So oh. I, I also have opinions about that. I think. What's your favorite era? I think the Chris Farley and Phil Hartman era was the best because I like Chris Farley and Chris Hartman. Or Phil Chris Hartman, Farley. absolutely. And yeah. you know all those references. Yeah. SNL age is like fruit because it's all it's all of the moment. So yeah. if you oh, don't if you don't know moment, what they're yeah. if you don't know exactly what they're talking about, oh, especially these days when all their stuff is about what's trending on Twitter. Dude, the Gerald Ford jokes in the first That's two cool. seasons will go over anyone that doesn't know exactly what they're talking about's heads. Right. Right. Yeah, like Gerald Ford fell once. He was an all-American athlete. And had he a huge cock. Probably did. Um, but yes, you're for. right. He fell once, and, and that's what he's famous for. There's got to be a name for that. Because that happened to uh, Bill Buckner. Uh, yeah. And this is, this is a, a Mets thing. But when the Mets won the World Series, there was a, a ball that went under Bill Buckner's legs. And he was known for that. However, yep. prior to that season, he was a six-time Gold Glove winner. It, it was one a fucking of the killer. Best players in the field in baseball. Yeah, it was back then though when media moved weird. And, and if that ruined. wasn't, your, and yeah, and if that wasn't your team or if you weren't in his broadcast area for most of the games, that might have been your biggest exposure to him. Right. I mean, they weren't also. So it took up until the early 2000s until they started opening every show with political shit. Well, because they were doing political sketches, but they wasn't the cold open. 75 was almost all political cold opens. I it think there's two or I think there's two that weren't. Heads, yeah. Yeah. So the first season was, but they oh, lost Chevy. Chevy Chase was on the show. It was more it, political. But then Chevy Chase left and Bill Murray was like, we're going to not do all this. <laughs> Yeah. Gilda Radner was my favorite of, of that early era. Yeah, but Gilda Rips. Did you watch the documentary, uh, Dear Gilda? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, she was I, Jean for a while. I, I have the most fondest memories for prior to Phil Hartman, because his era was definitely the top. Anything that he's in is at its best when he's in it. Well, the writers then were just fucking cream of the crop, too. They had Dana Gould fucking... Right. They did. Conan O'Brien. But the era before there were Julie Louise Dreyfus, uh, Brad Hall, Tim Kaczynski. There's all these people that you would know. Who was was doing Update? Um, It would have been either Dennis Dennis Miller. Miller. I like, okay, so I know Dennis Miller is kind of cringe now, but I really like Dennis Miller as the Weekend Update anchor. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. I like him now. I just don't agree with everything he says. But at least the shit he's a monster about is like purely political fiscal politics. And then, oh, that blonde girl, Victoria Jackson is a nut, is a whack job. Now. But she was really yeah. good on the show. And Nora Dunn. I, yeah. Dunn, yeah, she had the um the doctor lady sketch. Uh oh uh the like uh, the uh the talk show thing. Yeah, the blonde, big device. blonde wig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nora Dunn, she was really good. Victoria yeah. Jackson was really good too. She's just a total like Christian whack job now. Oh, really? Yeah, she's like a QAnon psycho. She's like way out there. I think she was already kind of a uh, little on the edge. 
back when she back back when she was on yeah well that's why she was funny because she was a loose screw and she had that kind of manic energy about her and that voice that hype weirdo yeah and she had the cute voice yeah all right well something i wanted to throw in real quick piper yes was uh that this is another episode of the broadcast geeks looking at episode 242 nice that's a lot i am one of your speakers here matt oren i am jake becker I'm Midnight Mitch Jones, and welcoming back to the show, Piper Shepard. Piper, welcome back. Hello. Yes. You always bring such great insight to the show. You're a broadcast geek in every sense of the word. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I got to say that I think my favorite era of the show is the 90s, like Sandler, Farley, Anna Gasteyer. Mm-hmm. Anna Gasteyer. Uh, Ellen Cleghorn. Yeah. yeah. Tim Meadows, the Sandler years, because her and Adam Sandler are close to this day. Tim Meadows Matt- was also that era. Tim Meadows, Meadows was the first one to. Meeting. Yeah, he was, was the, the first one to pull cast- the new move. Yeah, because he was the first cast member that couldn't get a fucking job, so he never left. Yep. And and that's why they all won't leave now. They've publicly talked about it. Is like the comedy movie. The comedy movie industry is pretty much dead, and so it's it'd be a parallel move for any of these people to go do anything else. So they'd all just rather keep their fucking job. And Lauren's not passionate about moving them around anymore because he's about to quit. I like Yes, I'm about to quit the show. Yeah, he's only got one more season on contract. And the rumor is he's not re-upping. They've all been on, everybody on the cast right now, except for the new guys, have been on that show for about a decade. And they don't really want to leave. No, yeah. I want to say, I think I was really inspired from the movie Vacation Friends with Lil Rel Howery and John Cena because mm-hmm. that was the best mainstream comedy movie I'd seen in a while and I think they can bring it back. Oh no, they could definitely bring it back but the it's the problem with the studios. Those guys probably made scale to make that movie. They didn't get paid fucking uh, old yeah. SNL movie wages. So that's, that's what Keenan and a bunch of the others were saying in an interview was basically like, we get paid the same fucking money to just do the job we know how to do. So there's no reason for us to try to achieve a parallel achievement. Whereas before, when Farley and Spade left, they changed their income dramatically. When Sandler no, left, he changed no his... Spades. There's no fucking blazing, <laughs> uh, fucking Tommy Boy. Like, it's just... It's- no, and in that article I read, like, they got real accusatory with... Sandler and like the not the people being interviewed, but the writer, I think it was AV Club. Uh, but about how like part of it is, is like a bunch of these people that started to like have the reins of comedy movies, uh, drove it into the fucking ground. And not, not, not in like an entertainment way, in a way where they just hired the same seven people to do everything and have them be different roles and everything. Mm-hmm. And Sandler and his clique is guilty of that. Fuck, there's a bunch of comedy cliques that are guilty of that, and it makes it and it makes it to where there's less people moving up. Yeah, I mean, even like when they gave Pete Davidson a couple of movies, they were more of dramatic, like serious Andy, films. They weren't funny. No, and they got paid indie comedy. They got paid indie movie money. They didn't get paid like it, Sandler taking all that Netflix money for comedy movies and then hiring no one new is what they were getting at. It's not that oh, he's yeah. It's not that he's necessarily doing a bad thing. It's just like that doesn't move anything when you're just keeping S- Steve Buscemi on life support. Somebody has to though. <laughs> Fuck, oh, I, I think, oh, man, I think yeah, Rob they Schneider. Pete Davidson movie. <laughs> Rob Schneider's what the reach I was going for. Thank you, Mitch. You're, it's a better Rob Schneider. Steve Buscemi works, dude. 
Yeah, everybody wants him. I was trying to pull Schneider out of my ass. Yeah, um, that makes more sense. Especially when, what was that movie? That I mean, he's older than Rob Schneider. Oh. <laughs> you know yeah. who really... That support reference made more sense with him. You know who really breaks that SNL curse, I think? Who? Jason Sudeikis. Oh, Ted Lasso. Sudeikis got out, yeah. Yeah, I just started watching Ted Lasso. Amazing. Holy fuck, it's great. I don't know jack shit about soccer, and I always figured it was one of those movies where it's just like, oh, yeah, this is, well, not movies, but shows, but you know how, like, there's those shows where it's just like, ooh, everybody thinks it's so fucking great. Well, I don't fucking care, because I'm counterculture Mitch Jones, and I don't want to <laughs> fucking like anything that's popular, and then I sit down and watch it, and but it's the Mitch, most the caring. show is that Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, doesn't know how to coach soccer because he's a football. It's fucking great, too. It's so endearing and charming. And I was. Have you ever seen such... him? Have you ever seen him do it when he used to just show up on TV shows? I, I watched that because I don't have access to Apple Plus. So I was watching it over at Reese's house. He's got a and I don't want to blow up his spot, but. Reese has a Blu-ray copy of the first season of Ted Lasso. I don't know how he got it, and it definitely was legal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it definitely was not made in Russia and sent over illegally. It Russian was definitely subtitles. a legit. <laughs> no, there were no subtitles. But, <laughs> but it he, was, let's he, just he, say my 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 legs. I got boots on them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got boots on my legs. <laughs> but but on that DVD, did it have clips from when he used to just show up on NBC, NBC's NFL and fucking no, I just, ESPN shorts? He'd I, show up on things and do that character. Yeah, I, I did sorry. see that. Yeah. It was beautiful. So that that was why I was excited, even though I didn't care about soccer. I was like, oh, I love this character. It was the dumbest thing I've seen a comedian do publicly in a long, long, long time. Where he was obviously not getting paid because it was a surprise to everyone that he had showed up. Jason Sudeikis yeah. is low key one of the one of the greatest SNL guys over the course of its history. Because I was rewatching the season with Sudeikis, Bill Hader, Andy Samberg, Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, and Amy Poehler. That's a huge yeah. cast. That of was comedic. a really good cast. That was a solid cast. Will Forte. They're all movie yeah. stars and and TV. Well, and they stars. had. And they had fucking uh, what's her name as the head writer? Tina. Wait. T- yeah, they had Tina as the head writer, and they and she had uh, John Mulaney under. Her. T- yeah, that was when John. Did, or, he was right second there. under. Seth was first under her, and then John was second under. So that that era, first of all, revolutionized the show because Sandberg started doing the digital shorts, and now they do that every episode in a different. Yeah. Way. And also revisiting the fact that Kristen Wiig was so funny and Will Forte was the ultimate psycho man comedian of 2007. He rocks. Have you seen the new McGruber, Piper? Ah, no, but I got to see the new McGruber. You got to see the new McGruber. It's so fucking funny. The Last Man on Earth was the last like recent thing that I binged with him with Kristen uh, Schoenfeld, which also rules. I was like physically ill when they canceled that show. That like bummed me out so fucking bad. That, that show, show rocked so, so hard. Good, and it was seriously going places. And they had that lady who's like the mom in all the Christmas movies. Yes. With, uh, yeah, I don't remember what her name is. Gail. Yeah, she's uh, Ted Danson's wife. What's that lady's name? Mary Steenburgen. Married to Ted Danson. Yeah, yeah, they've been married for a long time now too. That's badass. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they yeah. show up together on Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's 
Yeah, and then he divorces her for Cheryl. It's pretty funny. Which Cheryl's a good. That's a good wife right there. Good. I I know, but it'd be a bold move to like (laughs) fake divorce your real wife where you're playing yourselves in Larry's show. I I I imagine that was a fun after uh, after dinner talk that night. Well, if he's gonna if he's gonna uh, divorce her. The new lady's got to be named Cheryl. Like, yeah, clearly that's like a universal. It's always a Cheryl. If anybody's <laughs> going to do it, it's going to be, it's going to be Larry on his show. Is yeah. Cheryl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you finish the season, Matt? I did not. Okay. Not yet. What's... The new curb. Oh, it was very good. It had a, it had a pretty dope ass uh, season long cameo. Oh, you mean like in season nine of How I Met Your Mother when motherfucking Billy Zapka was at the wedding the whole time? Yeah. That's a good type of cameo right there. <laughs> Billy Zapka. Yeah. Wait, wait, who's the cameo you guys are referring to? Oh, uh, what's, her, what's her name? What's the gal? I can't think of it. It's Simpsons. Yardley Smith? Uh, no, I'm not going to ass. No, what the Simpsons came out on is bumpers. Oh, Tracy Ullman. Oh, Tracy Ullman, yeah. She Tracy Ullman's. The... she plays a main side character the whole season, and she's fucking hilarious. Right Not there. the girlfriend, but he's sleeping with her for whatever. It gets a yeah. little girlfriendy. Yeah. Okay. It always gets girlfriendy with the whole season. It, She's yeah. awesome, Tracy Ullman. I used to watch her show. The Tracy yeah. Ullman show, yeah. Her last show was questionable. Yeah, yeah, the United States of Terra? No, not that one. The, Is that the her? variety show she did after it, hmm. where she only did other ethnicities. Oh. Oh, that brings up another cool topic about how between 2007 and 2011, they didn't have any black people except for Keenan and like light skinned ass Maya Rudolph on the show. So Fred Armisen played every ethnicity all the time. Yeah, because he can do any voice. A lot of people like he does it. A lot of white actors doing stuff. I saw him do like one of the craziest comedy sets I've ever seen at Bumbershoot years ago because it was like the last night and most of the festival's over, but comedy still goes on at night for some reason. So like everybody that was there had seen him at like one of the comedy things. If you were there for the comedy portion of the festival, and he came out and sat on the edge of the stage like Hedberg and was just like, "Yeah, I don't want to do my time. I I can do this other thing." I can do any accent from anywhere. Um, if you guys could just all, if you guys want to start raising your hands, I'll I'll do people where you're from. And he did it for <laughs> he, he he did it for like 45 minutes, and people were really? losing their fucking minds because he was it was he'd explain it too. He'd be like, "Okay, you're from Colorado Springs, Colorado, so that's that's a little bit different than Denver, but it's still the same thing where you, you're stretching vowels. It sounds it's it's a, <laughs> almost lazy, but it's not lazy. And then he'd just do it." And you'd be like, holy fuck, I didn't, that's wild. And he was doing like different areas of LA and different portions of New York and everybody in the crowd was losing their fucking minds. And it was like watching a autistic fucking fireworks show. And he just let him be every race on SNL. Like he played Barack Obama the whole time. And I mean... He, he, he kind of looked like Barack Obama. He did. He can pull it off. <laughs> yeah. He did not, a, not look like him. Have he's you a ever little seen weirdo. The, the show Los Spookies? Oh, yeah, dude. That show's cool. Oh. It's real cool. And it's uh, it's on HBO, I think. I think uh, it is on the, or at least on Max. It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
you should you should look into it. I don't even want to say anything about it because you just have I do you that, dig it, Piper. Yeah, it's There's very also a new cool. adult swim show called Smiling Friends that yeah. I was just showed. And it's classic adult swim, non sequitur, like bizarro humor, and it, everybody's drawn all crazy looking. I've so, seen previews for it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I gotta I gotta watch the rest of the season. But yeah, it's um adult swim dil- still doing adult swim stuff. Speaking I forgot you're which, a full freak. Have you watched Mama Name Me Sheriff? No. You should watch Mama Name Me Sheriff. Oh well, yeah, I'm a full freak, guys. I like the I show. Like, I remind people that I have immortalized adult swim on my body. But yeah, Mama Name She's Me Sheriff. She's a full freak. Full freak. It's I, it's I a wild new tattoos since this too and they're also cartoon characters nice what do you got yo so have you guys do you guys know ralph bakshi the guy who did the animated <laughs> lord of the rings yeah yes one of the first movies they also do cool oh, yeah. world I think you just got those right when you came on your last episode. I just got these a few months ago. It's from this movie from 1973 called Heavy Traffic, and it's free on YouTube. And literally everybody that's ever been a part of the Broadcast Geeks needs to watch it because you're going to lose your shit. I mean, (laughs) it's very good. It's very good. No, Becker knows that you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Those those were like the classic bootleg oh, cartoons yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I've seen all that stuff. Yeah, he was he did a uh, Cool World with Brad yeah, Pitt, Brad Pitt, blonde like Jessica Rabbit looking character. Yeah, yeah, and taught Brad Pitt that cool that cool move about eating. Wait, what? <laughs> That's where Brad Pitt decided on that film that it was the coolest thing that had ever happened that he had to shoot a f- scene where he was eating because oh. he's Brad, he's Brad Pitt and he's always been like a fucking Nazi yeah. about his own body with himself. But yeah, yeah, if it's yeah. part of the job that he has to take a bite of a burrito 40 times in one day for the shot. And he's like an asshole about like actually eating the food. He's never acting like he just took a bite. Like he'll be like, no, go get, have a, bu- have enough cliff bars for me to do all of this. And thank you for or burn after reading or whatever. He oh, said that yeah. was well, the one that's that sucked. He has a hot body. See, Will Ferrell doesn't have that problem because he ate that maple syrup on those goddamn spaghetti noodles in Elf. And <laughs> <laughs> threw up. I, I have heard that, yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, but, it, but it's in Pitt's contract that you have to write a scene where he's eating. Oh, if, every if you single ha- he does? Every single movie he's been in since then, except maybe in Glorious Bastards. That's not true. I think he eats in that too. He has a scene where he's eating. eating. I think he's it's not an eating apple. anything in Deadpool too. What is that a cameo? Yeah. Okay. No. Well, that's not I mean, that's 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 yeah. Contract. If it's like a cameo, then but it's not. but it's part of what he ended up liking about acting. Of like, there's a sweet thing where if I'm in a scene where I eat, I don't have to worry about anything that day. I just eat. That's crazy. I know. I mean, imagine not, how strict you'd have to be with yourself for that to be like a. Ooh, look what I figured out. A contract, like yeah, on the movie, like and the food. Also He's been on a diet for 45 years. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe it when they were like, yeah, Will Ferrell ate all that maple syrup spaghetti Ugh. and a bunch of times. I was like, I cannot imagine eating that much candy and shit on the set of that shoot. Like, that sounds like a hard job. They really drank the maple syrup on Super Troopers, too. Oh, gross. <laughs> that's not that's not soda pop or some special effect. Those guys were chugging well, they syrup. They did it. Did it. That's disgusting. (laughs) That is, yeah. I was like, I didn't, God, just hearing that story just makes me a little nauseous. I don't like that at all. Yeah. 
Imagine like the third take. The third take of that of the nauseous. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he went to the doctor. Dude, I've watched people chug syrup on YouTube, and it looks like they get like a three quarters down, and they're like, and it's like, oh god, I can't even imagine how many puke buckets they had to have on the hand. Heffernan was Heffernan was telling us it was already a thing they did. Like as the click, it was already like a like a coin challenge for them of like if one of them threw down, somebody had to compete. Jesus. And so it had been going on in their little improv sketch group fucking for a while. And then they did it for the film. I just sent a thing in the group chat. You guys- yeah, you're yeah, totally- yeah, yeah, of course. You can bow out anytime you need. Yeah, I just looked yeah. that up. Actually. We'll talk about Peacemaker. And there was an article about Brad Pitt la- eating at all his movies. Yeah, he talked. He talked about it because there were a couple. It was like an internet thing for a minute after Burn after reading. Yeah, and then he and then he addressed it. He was like, "Yeah, no, that's not a coincidence." We're about when I, he, uh, he was eating. I'm hungry, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, I'm a hungry he, actor. In fact, and then he, my payment is a sandwich. Yeah, and then it was funny that he acknowledged like the only time it backfired was those granola bars on Burn After Reading because apparently they just like tore his stomach up and they weren't that good. Mm. So like the payoff wasn't even there. But there was something he said there was something in uh what's he eat in um Fight Club? A big sandwich? Is that what it, it's he said there was something on Fight Club and he was in such good shape that eating whatever that was fucked his system up really bad too. Oh wow! I'm gonna Google Brad Pitt eating Fight Club. Oh, you yeah, I, <laughs> but I do. I think it was something like greasy, like an egg and bacon or something. But it was something that like shouldn't have fucked him up. But it, it, him being just like hundred percent pure health at that moment, it really fucked him up. I think he eats multiple things in that movie. Yeah, my uh, my wife was saying, "What was it? when wasn't he eating? Like he was just eating all throughout the movie." So yeah, I remember specifics. Yeah, the, the, the I harder I was thinking about it, I movie. was going, I, I think he does eat in a bunch of scenes in that. But one of the things he acknowledged, like that one was the other second worst, but it was good. So there was that. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his food. What'd you find, Mitch? All I can find is Brad Pitt's diet for how he got shredded for Fight Club. So <laughs> next time you see me, I'm going to be fucking shredded like Brad Pitt. It was like brown yes. rice and salmon and oh, chicken. Okay. I hate that shit. I it's the it. Chris Hemsworth diet, you know? Yeah, it is the Chris Hemsworth diet. It was just a different workout. It works. So like salmon and brown rice. And that's Brad Pitt getting ripped for Fight Club. Yeah, you just eat the purest carbs and the purest fat and protein you can get, basically. Okay. Interesting. And that's mm. the, the best way to do it. You need and some you, other stuff, though, to keep your system getting all the other things that it needs and, and regulating. Yeah, but you're eating that shit like five times a day and then you're having like a lunch or a salad or a, a parfait salad, or something maybe. in the middle of the day that levels it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. And when you're working out that much and actually using that much of the protein, it doesn't fuck your shit up like it does if you and I just eat meat and, <laughs> and rice for <laughs> a couple days in a row. It's not the same if you're actually like burning it and it's not just sitting <laughs> in your colon it was in that was really popular it was uh 12 months angelina jolie oh it's hot once upon a time in hollywood where you're like oh, all right oh yeah you're in your Clooney years now yeah and he so, ruined he yeah. ruined a cheap car i really liked by having it in that movie oh, oh really did you not That's, like it 
No, I loved it, but that car really went from being like a $5,000 car that nobody ever wanted. I loved them since I was a kid to being like a fucking, it's priced like a normal 65 oh, Cadillac. Yo, was driving them around in? Yeah, that Cadillac, it's a Calais. It's a, it was a, that's not what a movie star would have driven. That's the cheapest Cadillac you could buy. Well, it's because <laughs> he was getting some, he was paying somebody off to drive him around because he had a DUI in that movie. So that's probably why. Yeah, but that was like the only cat. That was the first Cadillac they built without a leather interior since the 30s. Like it was it was cheap seats. It, if you um, if you were around other rich people, they knew you were driving a piece of shit. But it could have it, been nostalgic then. It, it, no, it's fucking Tarantino's car. Fair enough. He, he bought one because of Robert Rodriguez's uh, 74 Cutlass that he puts in everything. And it's the same paint coat as the Cutlass. So it's their little fucking cruising club. Gotcha. And it was good for the movie. And I'm glad he didn't build a different car out, but it ruined the price on him forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that movie was good. <laughs> I saw it twice in the theater. Yeah. And it's come out that the fucking daughter was wrong about Bruce Lee. Have we talked about this? We haven't. No. I, I saw okay. that article. It, it, yeah. They did a whole documentary about it and talked to his childhood friends and his teenage friends and his early acting friends and bruce lee was every bit the cocky asshole that tarantino was told he was and put in the film and then his daughter publicly demanded an apology yeah. and and asked tarantino to like not put the film out on home release and shit because it was bad and that's not who her father was uh yeah then everyone who ever knew him co collaborate uh, collaborated that corroborated, corroborated. That, he, that he was a fucking lunatic dude the stories that came out about him when he was still overseas are fucking bananas they were having like rooftop fight club shit what? it was insane yeah bruce lee was putting motherfuckers in wheelchairs for life and shit he was doing street fighting for the hell of it not even for money he was fighting yakuza he was doing crazy, 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 crazy shit. Wait a minute. Is all of that confirmed? Yes. They have wow. eyewitnesses. They're still like alive. Are people it is, still alive that are in the wheelchairs? No. But like, <laughs> dude, this, this no, one guy tells them. a story that like Bruce Lee <laughs> and his older brother were in the gang together. And his older brother was walking him home. And Bruce like ran down the street and was like, I need you now. And he was like, I'm walking my kid brother home. And Bruce was like, don't fucking care. I need you now. And they went back and the two of them fought like fucking eight guys. And Bruce Lee was beating fucking people's teeth out and putting ribs into fucking lungs. And the guy like visibly still has PTSD. Like he's not telling it like, yo, I got a cool story about Bruce Lee. He's telling it like, I remember when I was eight, I had to watch like a group of guys get beat almost to death. Wow. All right. Okay. What a badass. Well, that just means you're badass. You don't take no shit. Right. Well, yeah. He was, His kids he, aren't getting bullied in high school. No, no. they're getting shot on the set. <laughs> well, and I mean. <laughs> that yeah. they are, man. <laughs> but that's and that and that they was are, part of, I don't know. That was part of the story that kind of came out was his relationship with that mob boss director he worked for over there. Uh -huh. Most people that are close uh -huh. to him think that guy uh -huh. had him had him fucking offed when yeah. everybody said he well, yeah, when everybody said it was his brain anema. A lot of people that are close to him really think like, no, that mob boss finally figured out how to get to him in the United States. I remember as a kid hearing about the the legend of his death, like that he was shot on set or it was an unsolved thing. And then they were, then they were talking about a brain aneurysm or whatever. Yeah, because he finally died of a brain aneurysm, but he was it it doesn't 
physically really makes sense. He had mm-hmm. like a head injury Bob like Rush. a while okay. before, but it's it's possible that it happened well, naturally, but it's guy. probably that he got yeah, he probably got whacked. And then oh, and then there's a high it. likelihood that Brandon knew his dad got whacked. <laughs> So he got off, and he That's got good. whacked too. Oh no! What yeah, do you want no, me to it's... do whack a guy, off a guy, whack off a guy, <laughs> whack off a guy. The way the way the mafia saw it when Bruce came to the United States, he fucked them. He fucked them out of all the movies he was going to make in the future. So they didn't see it as him bettering himself. He saw it. The mob saw it as Bruce left with all their money because oh. they didn't they had invested in these movie studios and shit to basically make movies with him you know what though they that industry was definitely pretty solid uh yeah i was watching it every weekend I, i've become a collector of it yeah well then uh, there's weird ties between that mob boss and jackie chan oh yeah like that i wish i knew the name of the documentary off the top of my head it was something stupid it had a really bad name but it was very interesting I got, I put it on to like go to sleep and got like, holy shit, like super excited because they were, I thought it was just going to be like, this is Bruce Lee and we're going to say the same shit everybody knows. That's awesome. So he was, uh, he was doing some secret fighting, huh? It wasn't a secret, dude. When he was at, when he was at home and he wasn't famous yet, he was just like the fucking, he was a thug, but he like really wasn't doing it for the money. He was doing it because he really enjoyed beating the, fucking shit out of people doesn't i don't know if that jives with the rest of his image and i understand that's what he's putting out but uh he also had a public side of him that was doing things he was also 35 man i was a psychopath when i was 16 and now i'm a calm old man fair yeah oh yeah back knows he used to be crazy so <laughs> well no but i'm just saying like think no, about how, how much you change between turtles and was like i'm gonna act crazy like that right we don't yeah. know about his teen years i i understand what you're saying yeah, yeah and it was then it was his young it was his teens and then his like very early adulthood right, before right. he figured out that he could make something of himself with that shit back in the day when jake was eating pizza with rats and turtles yeah. oh, man. With- by the way so you guys know the 80s or uh i think it was 1990 the drug anti-drug psa called to all stars yeah, yeah i have i have it in my office yeah, the turtles are in it so <laughs> kyle mooney made a new show on netflix oh it's amazing oh cartoon all-stars and they parody that exact thing and it's yeah. very very good <laughs> really yeah. Alf, an, animated alf is in all-stars the animated smurfs in it. The alvin smurfs. and the chipmunks Pooh bear garfield um the kermit the frog miss piggy <sighs> Yep. They all show up. Yeah. They, they it's like the one thing they think is a bigger licensing achievement than Roger Rabbit. It's a big licensing achievement though. Like they got a lot. I mean, they did get Alf as a cartoon, which is like the first time he was animated, I'm pretty sure. No, he no, already no. had two full Wait. animated series. There's there's an Alf series that's all about Alf and his life on Melmac. And then there's a second one that is just like the show Wishbone. Have you ever watched Wishbone? Oh, the dog show? Yeah, I know Wishbone. Yeah, but instead of, dog, instead of a dog reenacting every episode, Alf is the main character in every fairy tale. And those were two anime. I have a bunch of Alf animated action well, We figures. know from the last t- one of the last times I was on this show, we learned that Becker was a big Alf fanatic. Yeah, Alf's the wow. motherfucking man. 
Look, I have sexy pictures of Alf memorabilia that I find on my dress. Here's animated Alf from the storybook one as Aladdin. As Aladdin. Oh, my God. (laughs) And there's regular animated Alf. That's amazing. I have Muppet Baby toys that are very rare. It like this counter looks like the cast from the cartoon All Stars. It's pretty close. <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty close. Pretty close. That's the Kermit. That's the Kermit from that special. Yeah, they they are the All Stars. That's why they're also here. They're the All Stars. They are the All Stars. I mean, now we don't even everybody. Every cartoon is an adult cartoon, so it's hard to say. You know. I mean, you see Jake's, you see his collection in snapshots. It's definitely something to see in, in person. No, yeah. yeah. Never toy collection in person. But guys, listen, I don't, <laughs> I'm not trying to show up Jake, but I got a pretty cool, weird thing that I should show you all right now because rest in peace, Bob Saget. And I own this <coughs> weird shit. Yeah, so let's see it. Everybody hold the phone. Hold it's not an NFT, is it? Take, take your time. <laughs> dollar and 80 cents at a place called dirt cheap in meridian mississippi okay oh nice yeah those oh. Are when they came out. it's full house it's yeah the action figures no they're like dolls they're dolls it's barbie doll full house and the but the back of it is like pretty intense yeah, yeah one of those from like 2012 I don't even know because it was randomly there was not more than one of them and it was at this real what does it say on the box yeah, it should say on the TM. But uh, the TM, no, it says after the sudden death of his wife, young father and talk show host, <laughs> it lists his brother-in-law and childhood best friend, Jesse Katsopoulos and Joey Gladstone to help raise his three good Small <laughs> print on the bottom. Full house. Oh. No, there's no print on it that says it. No date? That's interesting. That's weird. Yeah, but I, I remember when they were in stores. All the Wait. Wait, no, it is 2018. Hey. You're right. I found it. Yeah, they usually write the there. date on it, but they didn't. It's it's 2018. Whatever it's happened to predictability, right? Yeah, I think they did them for no like the, the whole run. <laughs> I asked myself the same question. Joey Gladstone is like my life hero. Uncle Joey, yeah, yeah, dude. If Uncle Joey had a drug habit, I'd be living that life. If he went to Comicworks, I would go. I would buy tickets for that show. He's a clean comic, isn't he? Yeah, but not a clean life. I don't think he tours anymore. It's just to avoid any any me touring. He does a Vegas show, doesn't he? He got blown by Alanis Morissette in a movie theater, and she wrote the song about him. Yeah, and she was not old enough to be blowing. Not a clean life. Go home. Isn't that ironic? And Bob Saget is the reverse of that because he was a dirty comic but had a clean life, apparently. From what yeah, I'm that story about him offering somebody to finger his daughter for a dollar was hilarious. <laughs> I did not know he was best friends with Ben Folds for many years. And then I he read was, that. He was best friends with Chris Hardwick for many years, too. That's why Chris quit drinking. He couldn't. Oh, he he woke up one day fucking a shoe. Still drank. Because he would apparently drink scotch on Mondays with Ben Folds every week. Yeah. Yeah. He just like moderated it at some point. Uh, he did. Right. He did a nerdist all about it. Yeah. Hmm. I went and rewatched a bunch of How I Met Your Mother right after Bob Saget died because I didn't know if Full House was on anything. But yeah. <laughs> so you watched a lot of How I Met Your Mother, but have you seen the How I Met Your Father? No, it came out today and I haven't watched it because I was binge watching the new Righteous Gemstones to get ready for this. Gemstones. Oh, so, so I didn't. I didn't have time to I didn't have time to fit in how I met your father, but I am gonna watch that as soon as we're done with this. But I did just finish Righteous Gemstones. It did Praise not get good hate. reviews. <laughs> what? 
How I, I Met No, How I Met Your Father. Oh, well, like they could have called it literally anything else and just made it its own thing. It's weird that they had to rebrand the show. Apparently, it's also like kind of much more dramatic than the first one. Well, because it's not shot in that typical sitcom style. Yeah. It's shot in dramatic like film camera style. So it's obviously, you know, prone to be more dramatic because of that. Because I was like, it's not shot the same way. They don't really make a lot of sitcoms like that. I don't know why they needed to call it that. But I do like yeah. Hilary Duff and Josh Pack is in it. And, you know, I'm sure it'll be good. I just, yeah, I don't like the, the fact that they named it How I Met Your Father. Mainly because sure. I am a How I Met Your Mother fanatic. And that's my favorite show ever. And ever. I don't have time for people that are like, oh, the jokes are dated. I'm like, literally nothing has aged well after 2009. So shut up and let me listen. No, because good comedy is like fruit. It shouldn't be good after a small amount of time. That is very, that is really a good way to put it. It ages like fruit. Obviously, they're dated, but this is like a comfort show for me. And I still like it. And I think they're all like, yeah. What about the the first like nine episodes, nine seasons of The Simpsons? Those are always great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's because we were. That's that's our time. Well, it's, it's our time down here. Our time. Our yeah, time that, down here, Jake. <laughs> yeah, but I bet that shit doesn't hit the same if we show it to you know like a twelve-year-old kid right now. No, well, if it doesn't I hit them the same. People. I'll hit them the same. <laughs> yeah, dude. There you go. Choke them like Homer. <laughs> but <laughs> speaking. Dude wears my car and like road trip and stuff, and they were all like, "Well, I don't like this. This is very transphobic and misogynistic and awful." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, funny." Yeah, as but fuck. when we were kids, it was funny. Show Freddie got fingered to anybody over fucking sixty five, and watch them just be horrified that you're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of how I met your father, how about that guy who met the fucking gemstones father by getting his thumbs ripped off in a parking lot, y'all? Shit. Okay, so that opening close, that bookended thumb breaking shit, I <laughs> lost it. I was like, oh fuck, because that was a crazy worthy thing to watch. And I was like, damn, all right, all right. Eli's a bit of a badass. Okay, okay. He ain't fucking around. Yeah. The uh yeah. Also, were you surprised who- by how quickly Jason Schwartzman was dispatched? I, yes. I didn't know. I thought he was gonna be in it for the whole season, and I'm like, because I thought it was a fake death and then i was like oh no he's really dead and then we looked it up and we're like oh he's only in two episodes yeah so he really died and i'm like i don't know that junior did it because junior couldn't fucking hold him own ass in a fight whenever they were fighting that guy at the diner eli had to take care of it so yeah but that that writer didn't get killed with fists he got killed with a gun i think he got his throat slit there's so much blood. I still don't think Junior did it solo, man. I think that he had, I think he had had some other people help him. Either that or it was a different televangelist. Cause like that explosion Definitely. in the front yard with the body in the tree, that shit is wild. I was like, I was that like, happened. And then it occurred to me that the episode was ending. I was like, God damn it. It's over. And I didn't realize there was another half an hour. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think Junior like coordinated it. I don't know if Eli was involved, but part of my gut tells me that he was a little bit a part of it. I don't think he was. You don't buy the manscaping story? I, I do, because that's hilarious. <laughs> but, 
but but, but also the way he landscaping story the way he deals with junior the way he deals with junior at the end yeah. i don't i don't think he was a part of it because he's like genuinely just like no man we're not fucking friends and if junior had anything on him if he was involved he wouldn't be that blatant about just like no nah, man go fuck yourself because he'd be he'd be in bed with him but right now he's pulling the like i don't want to know more about anything fucking get out of my life i don't know but adam devine's got at least one lawsuit and probably two lawsuits coming out of right now because he just like got age god that shit's so and fucking like, funny bro it was funny but i was like yo you're gonna go to jail for sure <laughs> How many episodes yeah, is it? Three, it's but four. Because okay. the first one's two episodes long. Yeah, it's like, uh, like three hours. That manscaping story where he, like, I thought it was funny that they thought he was, that all the gemstone children thought that Eli was a killer, and they... They got more mad they, about it. They got <laughs> more mad that he was manscaping so he could potentially have sex with someone who's not their deceased mother, you yeah. know? They got was, more disgusted that he was dating again than if he was a potential murderer. <laughs> yeah, that was They got really mad about it. But why do you think that got those that reporter and that other guy got murdered? Because they were trying to talk shit about Amy Lee misbehaving. I bet baby Billy has something to do with it. I honestly thought the burned up guy in front of the car was baby Billy. It might have been baby Billy. Yeah. But I saw I thought he was junior for the rest of the season where baby Billy's in it at church. So I'm like, well, it can't be him unless it's a flashback. I thought the but burned up guy that, that was looked just like baby Billy. I yeah. thought it was junior at first too, actually. I, I also thought it was junior. Uh, really come back and he's a very pivotal character. So it's, it does raise suspicions because also baby Billy is Amy Lee's sister. And he could have been going over to the reporter's house to ask questions and to talk and yeah. the skeleton will just like him. So I think it, there is a possibility that one of those dead people is baby Billy. Because well, didn't baby Billy break off and do his own shit so he could be worried he's getting investigated when the gemstones are getting investigated? What That's what I mean. What did baby Billy do in the last season at the end? I thought he just he has left that him. revival church where they're yeah. outside. He has his own church. And then they, he gets, he gets electrified like, by lightning. He was electrified by lightning. But they do show his wife, that young trash girl in a lot of stuff is scenes in the new episodes huh. oh so i i don't know that's my theory is baby billy went over there to confront the reporter about amy lee and when the murders happened they were both over there talking at the same time that fucking kid's gonna end up with the whole goddamn company it just came back yeah gideon's gonna get the whole Amy's thing from the old man. Get it, yeah they're not yeah, giving the old- it to, they're not giving it to jesse no <laughs> god damn eric eric andre, eric andre. Is, listen <laughs> fucking kills me oh the fucking cadillacs <laughs> The whole fucking thing. I see you got some nice longhorns. Almost as big as mine. Y'all know Joe Jonas? Well, I know his eyes eyes are real pretty, but I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, yeah, all my brothers and sisters told me it was real stupid and it's a pyramid scheme and it's a scam. And who has $10 million to invest in a bunch of hotels? Very clearly not a pyramid scheme. Yeah. (laughs) None of the churches or pyramid schemes at all that's what they keep trying to tell us i don't know there's a lot of things that work like i'm pretty sure calvin and keith are gonna fuck by the end of oh the- yeah we're gonna fuck for sure that is for sure gonna happen that one that last scene in the third episode when he just he gets naked 
Oh God, was tying like, his robe. Oh my God, this is like the gayest of gay porn I've ever seen. And they ain't even kissing. Like it was intense. Keith is like, he's on it. He's on Kelvin. And Kelvin don't know yet because he's dumb. And he's got a couple lawsuits he's about to have to deal with. And he's like, I'll have to check it out because the first season I thought was fun. The first season's great. It gets better. I also like that Adam Devine incorporated his like fascination with lifting for Christ shit. <laughs> oh, from workaholics? <laughs> yeah, but they yeah, yeah. they it got ta- they talked about it on their that podcast Christ, or- where he was like they were obsessed with it when they were roommates and just Wait. all trying to be comedians or Adam actors. And- yeah, Anders oh, Holmes, Anders Holmes, and yeah, those. Those guys and then the drug dealer were roommates for years. They lived in the workaholics house for the first two or three seasons. Oh. They were shooting in their own home. Yeah, Comedy Central up? bought if the house. For Christ, bros for Christ. Yeah, there was like some people they saw one day when they were just like fucking around and they were a bunch of dudes who were in one of those groups. And Adam Devine, like in a podcast from like la- early in the summer, said like, I pitched that shit to the writers and they ate it up, you guys. Oh my and god, the he guys are, like him. <laughs> and the other guys were like, that's awesome. And he was like, Yeah, it's gonna fucking rule. Yeah, demand maneuver. Calvin and Keith. Because Keith god. he's in it. He's his co-ambassador. But God, but the fucking harem pants, the oh god, the whole thing is hilarious. What are you running a refugee camp? <laughs> <laughs> Also, we got talk Judy well, gemstones. So fucking funny. God, dude. We have to consider the fact that now Adam Devine does have a legion of beefed up Jesus men. So that's going to be weaponized at some point. God. Weaponized, beefed up Jesus men. I hadn't even thought gonna about use that. that. To weaponize them, because you <laughs> at the end of that scene when they're taking a. Uh, Titus out to lift up the cross, all the guys get all like, they start turning their heads and they look like they're about to align and like kick his ass. So I think they're going to use the Legion of Beefed Up Jesus guys as like a weapon in a few things. I I don't know. I've got a lot of theories going on with this. I like that theory. I'd like to watch that. Very logical that that would happen. Because it's like in Cobra Kai, where it's like, okay, well, you you line up a bunch of kids with the skills of, like, master karate, and now they're kicking asses all the time. I love it. Uh, Random karate fights in the mall. Dude, I love it. Dude, Cobra Kai is a lot better than the actual Karate Kid movies. I hate to say it, but it's No, no, I agree with you. Well... We could say that because we had the benefit of the Karate Kid movies. And earlier you said that the second one was terrible. And I think it was my favorite of the franchise. And I don't know, I connected with it. There was the Peter Cetera song. There was the love affair. There was the drum. There was, it was a lot. It was a lot it going on for the movie, but being called Karate Kid, it was slow and lacked a lot of karate. Yeah, but it was just a different time. It wasn't competing against... Entertainment's just much better now. Yeah, that's true. It's more direct. It's weird. Yeah, they just reused the same exact scene of Billy Zapka or Johnny Lawrence getting beat up by John Kreese after the fight. They reuse that same scene in all three movies at the beginning. It's a very pivotal scene. It it really they reused it and they never rehired William Zapka to do any other shit in those movies because. <laughs> He wasn't in the third one, except for the reused scene. The Star Wars franchise did that with a couple of scenes, like the one 
where the guy was pulling the the lever to get the Death Star to fire or or any kind of you know large thing and that guy probably didn't get paid. No, I times. mean because they reused it, but also I can't remember, but Billy Zapka was a bully in a few other iconic 80s. Oh uh, yeah. What, what else was Maybe he? Can, I can't remember what they are what they are. Maybe you guys can help me with Didn't that. he also say like early in the Cobra Kai when it was like the only hit on YouTube that he understood that he was kind of probably a jackass when he was younger and he knows why he didn't get invited back? He did. I mean, he has the biggest <laughs> character arc of the entire series and learns a lot about himself and comes to terms with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, but I think Fun even in funny, real life. The actual, karate, the actual karate kid, Ralph Macchio, who doesn't learn shit about shit. Which is also true about him in real life. Ralph Macchio su- sucks as a person. He he was in he a movie. Grow, he I remember now. He was in a movie uh, called Just One of the Guys, and it was about I've this. Yeah, but this girl was pretending to be a, a dude playing on the football team. Or the football, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what he was in. He was also in Back to School. He was in My Cousin Vinny, Gosh, right? Right. School was good. Yeah, he was a My- babe and a half back then, man. He was fucking packing that. He was packing heat. He's a turd, and he has Miyagi's car, and I'm jealous. He doesn't have Miyagi's car. A lot of bad movies. Yeah, he does. He, in real life, has the car from the first oh, movie. Oh, in real life. Oh. Yeah, they, they, time machine. They gave it to him. He just had it refurbished because he they let it rot. No, they gave it to Ralph Macchio. Oh, ew, I hate that. They asked him if he wanted anything from set, and he was a kid, and he was just taking a big swing, and he was like, I'd love to have that old hot rod. And they were like, yeah, here's the title, kid. Have a great time. It's a piece of shit. A movie car. Yeah. Well, it's the funniest thing in a lot in most of pop culture is when that episode of How I Met Your Mother, where they're doing the bachelor party and they're like, We got your childhood hero, the karate kid. And he's like, I fucking hate Ralph Macchio. <laughs> Johnny Lawrence, the Cobra Kai Dojo. He's the real karate kid. Like, that was seriously, they're like, You root for the villain in Karate Kid? That's yeah. one of my favorite things that has ever happened on a show ever and and piper i I just want to say that i and to say what jake said earlier i i had believed in this theory for a while and there's a turning point in the movie and and johnny references it when he's talking to him um the shower uh with with the halloween costume where he's in the bathroom uh, rolling up a joint you know he's just gonna chill out get high with his buddies and then Daniel drops the, the the water on him. Yeah, he totally sprays him in the shower. I mean, granted, he's, you know, making a revenge move. But there is an episode of Cobra Kai where Johnny Lawrence is explaining this to Miguel. And yes, he's like, in the first he stole my girlfriend and she was my first love. And then he fucking sprayed us all in the shower. And the way he presents that story, you're like, yeah, Danny's a dick. He's so vindicated when I saw that because... It's a little this bit. This is yeah. what I've been saying. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I it's true, that. but also like they don't actually. They have to like create a lot of flashbacks that don't exist because he didn't have that much screen time in the movie, and they never showed yeah. him with the girl. They never showed Johnny Lawrence dating her in the first Karate Kid. They just yeah, they, showed. They were at the beach. No, at the beach. 
that's the first scene of the movie and Danny immediately goes down there and then his car and then Johnny's car gets lit up on fire which also vindicates his story of Danny's an asshole but like yeah no like the first scene of the movie Danny's taking his chip it's the first thing that happens in the whole series yeah so in, the, in the first Karate Kid movie um yeah you, you were saying that they didn't show uh Johnny and Allie dating they didn't show the the beginning of it they didn't show any of the history of them dating they just oh, showed Dave gotcha. stealing gotcha. alley right. and his car blowing up yes, yes. literally the first scene so yes. it's crazy that they took that little bit of film action that billy zapka had and gave him an entire show where he's the main character because that's how much uh rob macchio stuck yeah over 30 years, they could see that. And they're like, not even <laughs> had like three scenes in this whole franchise. And he's clearly the better main character. Yeah, I like him. Has that sure. ever happened in the history of any other show where they, they focus on a new main character to revitalize a franchise and it works? Yeah. Orson Scott uh, Card did it with a book series. What? Man. Ender's Game. Ender's and... Game and then uh, Ender's Shadow. The story about Bean was a character from the original story, but it now is a retelling. I don't know if that's the same thing, but it's a different character telling yeah. his his side of the story. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not always uh, Friends and Joey, you know? It yeah. usually works out more like that, where it's, it's just like, this is awful. Yeah, but I mean, like, what about Crimes of Grimwald? That made a bunch of money. I don't think it overshadowed Harry Potter, but fair. that was a successful story. The crimes, from different... the crimes of Wizard Hitler? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hitler. Whitler. Whitler. As we heard of him now. That's, yeah. what they that's what they referred to on this other podcast I listened to. The Crimes of Wizard Hitler. Speaking of wizards and Hitler, did you watch Peacemaker, Mitch? Oh, no. Holy shit. Yes, I did. I watched the first episode. That's John it? Cena. Yeah, dude. I, uh, I, oh, dude. The pooch has been fucked. I, wa I watched most of the season of Ted Lasso, so like seven episodes of it. And then I was like, it's perfect time to start watching Peacemaker at like 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. And I only barely got through season or episode one. Dude, as somebody who's seen both of those shows, fuck Ted Lasso. Peacemaker rocks. And Ted Lasso is very, 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 very good. The second and third episodes. Yeah, I Ted know. Lasso. But the second and third episodes of fucking Peacemaker are hilarious. Okay. I don't doubt it, man. Because just like Piper was saying earlier, John Cena has some serious fucking comedic. Oh, is John Cena in it? He's, He's the main, the main guy. No, I gotta it's watch his, it. It's his character from Suicide Squad. Have you seen the Suicide Squad movie? Yeah, I've seen it in Suicide Squad, but have you seen Vacation Friend? Yeah. Dude, it's very good. I fucking laughed out loud by myself in my room watching that movie because yeah. of John Cena. Like that that was like I was like, this is the best comedy acting in a mainstream comedy film I've seen in like ever. Wait until you see him in this shit. That line about Aquaman, oh, dude. I like almost choked to death. What was I fucking eating? I was eating a coconut bar and I like inhaled a full bite. What do you say about Aquaman? In that first episode when he's talking to the janitor because the janitor tells him he's too buff to be a superhero and then <laughs> and then he's like no and then he's like no man i'm a real superhero I'm peacemaker and he just laughs because he doesn't know who peacemaker is and he's like no you'd be a real superhero like aquaman he's like don't say aquaman he's like what's wrong with aquaman and he's like look man aquaman he's sleeping with chicks i got no problem with that 
sleeping with dudes. Got no problem with that either. But when he starts fucking fish, that's gross. And then the, and then, and then the janitor's like, don't say that. Aquaman doesn't fuck fish. And then he's like, no, man. A guy online told me he works at the aquarium and he slips him 50 bucks to let him in the back and have his way with a sturgeon. And the guy... And, and the, uh, and then I the, forgot the, about that. And then, the, and then the janitor's like, no way. And he's like, I refuse to believe that a guy online named Peppy86 would lie to me. Yeah. Holy John Cena. So, so they fold like a Q yeah. joke in. Goes from pro wrestler to pro comedy actor in a whole 180. I have been blown away ever since I've seen him and stuff. Dude, like, and then after he fucks that chick and he's going through the records, you haven't seen the payoff for that scene yet, though, where they realize what actually happened. Uh, I don't think I... I I must have been falling asleep, man. But I dude, mean, that's not... That's not a mark against the show's quality. I don't oh, no, like it's it. not. You were just too tired. But at the end of the show, when he flips a bitch in the Maverick to follow that chick from his team into the bar, did you see that scene? Okay, well, at the end of it, they get done with their big group meeting and telling him at the bar, you saw him walk into the bar in full costume. Uh, yeah, I don't remember a lot. I just remember how much I enjoyed Ted Lasso <laughs> from that night. All right. Well, but I know I, I got to vibing with Ted Lasso. Peacemaker, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Peacemaker minute. opens with him in the hospital after the whole thing. And at the right. end of it, at the end of it, when he's told he's discharged, there's no cops or anybody waiting for him, even though he hasn't served his prison sentence. So he, his dumbass forgets he's got a tracking thing in his fucking head and okay. a bomb. So he yeah. just like leaves and goes home in a full, and they have the suit full bloody yeah. battle damage from the the, the last movie. scene in Suicide Squad. And he just goes home and he thinks he's home free and he's listening to voicemail and throws on a record. And then all of a sudden the fucking team's there. and They're like, are you an idiot? Like we have a tracker in your head. You haven't served your sentence. And right. then they tell him they have a way for him to stay out. And that is to join this new team where they're going to hunt butterflies. And then he's immediately, cause the project name in suicide squad was starfish, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And that ended up being Starro, this giant fucking Kaiju. Yeah. So as soon as they're like, it's, it's butterflies. He's like, well, I'm going to need a fucking jetpack." They're like, you're not getting a jetpack. He's like, if I'm going to fight a fucking Mothra, I need a jetpack. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. The last yeah. thing I remember is him putting on the fucking Sonic Boom helmet and exploding that creature lady. Well, that's the very last moment of the episode. So oh, you okay. forget, right. you were falling asleep. So yeah, then yeah. so then he's like, all right, I'll join your team. I got to go get Eagly, my sidekick. And they're like, okay, we'll meet you tonight at this restaurant and go over the mission. So he goes to his dad's house, who is the white knight from the comics was a white supremacist villain superhero depending on who's <laughs> reading side? it well, I yeah. think 30 years later sometimes the the opinion can switch well no here's He's, the thing uh, these are characters that dc acquired and when they acquired them this was a comic book that was pro kkk so the character white knight was one of these characters they acquired and then they made this the, this were, other character the the peacemaker that they acquired his son who was trying to break out of the shadow of his dad who was a piece of shit but he ended up being like a punisher-esque character in the comics oh, so he man. was he, he was being better but he was just fucking judge jury and executioner so he still wasn't a good guy the peacemaker but he's his way goofy his dad is played by robert patrick he's doing a very good job of being a fucking piece of shit is that robert patrick i thought it was john voight T two thousand. No, that's T yeah T one thousand. Oh, dude, he looks like shit. 
<laughs> I, thought, I thought the same thing. Fuck, dude. I really thought that was John Voight. I've watched three episodes and he's in all three of them, but I thought it was Voight. <laughs> I, thought Voight was, I thought Voight was looking good. And the oh. band uh, Filter. Robert, Robert really? Patrick looking wow. shitty. Robert Patrick's brother. Yeah, uh, yeah so but wait, anyway. This takes place after the Suicide Squad movie? Immediately after. Like, oh, so he doesn't it's die, like four okay. months later, but he just woke up in the hospital. Yeah, and the opening scene's a joke about how he didn't die. Like, you know, you got shot and a building fell on you and all you have is a broken clavicle. But so he ends up joining this okay. team with Steve Agee, the blonde chick. Yeah. And oh, then this. Steve Agee? That's fun. Yeah, he rocks. And, and, and Amanda Waller's daughter. Which uh, you find out in the very end of the scene of the episode. Right, maybe I do remember more than I remember. But then you know? he, he gets that shit from his dad. He gets the sonic helmet and ostensibly a new suit. And then the next thing you see is they're sitting in like an Olive Garden bar restaurant, Applebee's type thing. And all of a sudden they're talking and the blonde chick's like, Jesus, fuck. And they all turn over their shoulder and he's parking his American flag painted Ford Maverick from the 70s. <laughs> With his eagle in the back seat, a giant bald eagle, and he's walking in in full fucking superhero regalia into the restaurant, walks in and is just casually like, oh, I'm with them. Can I get a menu? And then goes and sits down and they're like, are you fucking serious? And they end up bantering and he gets the file about these butterflies and who he's supposed to go kill. And it's a senator. And mm. and then they all leave and he kind of trails the blonde chick because he's been in prison for four years. So he's being creepy and he trails the blonde chick to a bar. And then these like hicks hit on her and he watches her beat the fucking shit out of one of the hicks. And he's just like, that was really hot. <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then asks her to go fuck. And she tells him like, no, man, I'm trying to have a goddamn beer. And I can't even do that piece of shit. I'm just trying to relax. I'm not a ah, and leaves. And then this fucking chick who looks like an 80s hair metal groupie with just like the rattiest feathered fucking mullet. Love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is staring at him like, let's go. And then the next scene, he's just banging her out in her apartment. And then he's in her living room going through all of her records. Like, I love all these bands. Oh my God, this is amazing. Thanks for letting me back there when I was in your pussy. I felt great. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, this chick's that line like, that's wonderfully delivered by John Cena, by the way. Yeah, I murdered it. But back there I, when I was in your pussy. I felt great. John Cena. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but all of a sudden, this chick turns into a full on like Tigra level fucking, like real Tigra, fucking shit up. And you don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, she's trying to kill him with a knife. And he gets knocked out of the building and is in his tidy whities It's John Cena doing like a dance number to a record he put on and then tries to get killed. He crawls to the fucking Maverick. And then she starts running at him. And he puts on that new helmet he got from the supremacist-ass dad and blows her into goo. Yeah. And fucking I like puts a crater in the parking lot, blows the whole parking lot of a apart and then in the next episode it's him escaping from the cops in that hotel oh shit all right cool oh fuck yeah i need to get back on it and his main objective mitch is stealing all of those records from the now dead chick <laughs> so he won't like he could have got away cleanly if he just would have left but instead he has to go back to get all the records huh. it's fucking hilarious and the eagle hugging him that's another moment where i was just like almost did a spit take in my living room oh, i was drooling yeah. on down god the eagle just hugs Get a camera. Get a, I, I don't want to move and ruin this when he tells his dad the story about the rats oh yeah tells that's like about so dark yeah <laughs> I, james gunn 
I look forward to it. Looks funny. It's the only intro to a show I have not skipped. I've watched it all three episodes. Suit Taylor for Barney and How I Met Your Mother. I think he was actually, or his brother might have been. That the same. No, it's James Gunn, the same guy. Okay, because his brother is also an actor, and he's in all of James Gunn's movies. James Gunn, because he goes by his real name in the show, is the guy that tailors all of Barney's suits and How I Met Your Mother. To be fair, I don't rewatch How I Met Your Mother as often as you do. I kind of let that dog lie when it was over. He no, watches a lot of TV, though, so there's a good chance. He's in yeah. it at the same time that Billy Zapka's in it, which is why I only rewatch that season a lot because okay. I like seeing those two guys on screen. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, when people criticize that show, I'm like, no, you're right. I just like like the actors in season nine because you got. I, I love karate kid. I love that show front to back. I just haven't revisited it. It's actually a good one that I should rewatch because there's been such a lack of fresh TV shows yeah, lately. Like, yeah, there's some dated jokes in it, but it is a really solid story that goes really hard, and they have a lot of great like inside bits they do and. Well, it just made well. I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to get mad at it because there's some sexist humor in it because I like it. I well, know. and I remember when those jokes were okay. So it's, yeah, it's and not, I remember they were okay. And it's, it's so it's not even, me. yeah, because I, it's not justifying it, but it's easy to watch it through the lens of like, yeah, I remember when this was fine. And, and then it's easy to just laugh. Is dude, where's my car? Because I rewatched that a couple years ago. Like, yeah, I guess this definitely doesn't hold up in today's times. But man, I was like seven when I watched that movie and (laughs) I watched it on pay-per-view for 48 hours straight and thought it was hilarious. And I enjoyed revisiting it and I thought it was fun. And I'm like, I can I can recognize these like racist, transphobic, bad jokes that are in it. But I also still really like this movie, and I also still really like Sean William Scott. Mm-hmm. Zoltan. <laughs> Zoltan. Zoltan. Well, Piper, it's yeah. always a pleasure having you give your take on things. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I've had, I felt like I've had uh, some more controversial opinions about pop culture lately. Well, your Karate Kid 2 take was enough for me tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. Not that it oh, it's all right. It's, that it's called the Karate Kid, and there's no karate in the movie. Dude, you you are a hundred percent correct. It's just like episode two. It's about trade agreements. We we didn't want we didn't sign up for that. Hey, but <laughs> guess what, Matt Oren? What? They brought those exact same actors back thirty years later in Cobra Kai, and he went back to Okinawa, and, and that was pretty cool. I know it was great when was awesome. uh, when he was uh, what, what was his name Kato. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, and he almost killed him, and yeah. then gave him, and then ends up giving him the secrets. I like that. Yeah, I thought it was wonderful. I, I've enjoyed the show. Everything about it, even when they uh, remade certain scenes, like uh, uh, shit. What was it? Like the beach scene where where Daniel jumps in like Miyagi did for him. Yep. Uh, and it was almost choreographed to perfectly. I uh, yeah. Well, and that, then okay, my favorite Great part show. of season four was like they wanted to make an alliance but couldn't exactly get along. But then Daniel's like, "Well, remember when John Kreese was about to murder you outside yeah. of that fight? Right. Mr. Miyagi kicked right. his ass to save you." Little old man. And he was like, "You are right about that. That that is true. You can't deny it." No, we cannot. <laughs>
Can we, Mitch? Cannot. We cannot deny that Mr. Miyagi like had all the secrets and he but also, Matt, can I just say I do really agree with the kids on this one where they're like, I mean, self-defense is important, but you have to learn often. Sure. And they were like, we should we're better off knowing both forms of karate than just self-defense karate. Exactly. Because there are times where you need to know often. I agree. I agree. Or the art of invisibility. Yeah. In jitsu. Well, I'd love to hear what other people think about that. And if they wanted to let us know, how could they? They can. Piper, do you have anything that we can plug that you want to plug? I'm going to be at the Jester's Palace on the 21st for a show called, I don't know. We're we're doing a roast. It's not a roast battle. We're doing. uh, It's too soon. Only our time travelers would be able to make it. You'd have to give us stuff for February if you wanted real, real meat. In March, everybody's in Portland. I'm doing a, I'm doing a week of the the weekly shows there. First week of March, March second through seventh. Nice. Everybody in Portland. The hot stuff around town. Yeah, I like Portland. The Portland, nice, great town. I had a lot of fun there when I did some comedy there a couple years ago. Yeah, they have good crowds and they pay and they're fun. Hell yeah! Nice. Hey, cheers. Well, check it out. Uh, Piper, hit us with your socials if you want people to follow on there. Okay. What are they? <laughs> I know I know what they are, but I want you to say them. It is at, okay. Exorcistacy. It's Exorcistacy. So spell the word exorcist and then add A-S-Y because it's from when I was 16 and really into ecstasy and Satan. And I thought it was cute. <laughs> um, and I should change it because it's complicated to spell, but it's ec- it's the word exorcist asy that's instagram twitter facebook it's all my socials and i'm also on youtube so you can find me at you can also just type my name in and it'll come up you can just type in piper shepherd that also She's the only piper shepherd this side of the mason dixon line yes piper shepherd it's oh, yeah. easy to find me on the internet i'm all over there so just type in my name if you want to follow me for whatever reason i look know. you up right now right on and if you, want to, if you want to write into the show, you can uh, write us an email at broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. You can follow us on our Facebook page. Send us a tweet at broadcastgeeks or on Instagram at broadcast underscore geeks. You can subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean. Like us and give us a fucking rating. Give us a five-star rating if you can out there, listeners, because uh, we don't have a Patreon. So... Uh, we this is how we get visible is we get five star reviews so uh, that's a, a way to think about it jake you're giving us the pov shot right now i look yeah. am i supposed to look up while you're pouring some fucking milk into my mouth what are you doing Southside. i'm trying to open a grandma hash for Pyshire because he walked into my house a couple minutes ago <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, but yes i said hi piper says hi hi vibes hi mitch hey. well, hi, hi. Yeah, yeah, hi, how you doing i'm oh, not yeah. gonna ruin the podcast I'm gonna ninja turtle. I'm gonna ninja turtle my way into some hash. Hell yeah! All right. Well, until next time, we leave you with our signature sign-off line. Excelsior.